Numbers 28, 1 to 31. Numbers 28, verses 1 to 31. I'm reading. Now the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the children of Israel and say to them, My offering, my food for my offerings made by fire as a sweet aroma to me. You shall be careful to offer to me at the appointed time. And you shall say to them, This is the offering made by fire which you shall offer to the Lord. Two male lambs in their first year without blemish, day by day as a regular burnt offering. The one lamb you shall offer in the morning, the other lamb you shall offer in the evening. And one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour as a grain offering mixed with one-fourth of a hen of pressed oil. It is a regular burnt offering which was ordained at Mount Sinai for a sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. And this drink offering shall be one-fourth of a hen for each lamb. In the holy place you shall pour out the drink to the Lord as an offering. The other lamb you shall offer in the evening as the morning grain offering and its drink offering. You shall offer it as an offering made by fire, a sweet aroma to the Lord. And on the Sabbath day, two lambs in their first year, without blemish and two tenths of an ephah of fine flour as a grain offering, mixed with oil with its drink offering. This is the burnt offering for every Sabbath besides the regular burnt offering with his drink offering. At the beginnings of your months, you shall present a burnt offering to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year without blemish. Three times of an ephah of fine flour as a grain offering, mixed with oil for each bull. Two times of an ephah of fine flour as a grain offering, mixed with oil, for the one ram, and one-tenth of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil as a grain offering for each lamb, as a burnt offering of sweet aroma, an offering made by fire to the Lord. Their drink offering shall be half a hen of wine for a bull, one-third of a hen for a ram, and one-fourth of a hen for a lamb. This is the burnt offering for each month throughout the months of the year. Also, one kid of the goats as a sin offering to the Lord shall be offered, besides the regular burnt offering and his drink offering. Offerings at the Passover. On the 14th day of the month, on the 14th day of the first month is the Passover of the Lord. And on the 15th day of this month is a feast. Unleavened bread shall be eaten for seven days. On the first day, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. And you shall present an offering made by fire as a burnt offering to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in their first year. Be sure they are without blemish. Their grain offering shall be of fine flour mixed with oil. Three times of an ephah you shall offer for a bull and two times for a ram. You shall offer one-tenth of an ephah for each of the seven lambs. Also one goat as a sin offering to make atonement for you. 
you shall offer these besides the burnt offering of the morning, which is for a regular burnt offering. In this manner, you shall offer the food of the offering made by fire daily for seven days as a sweet aroma to the Lord. It shall be offered besides the regular burnt offering and its drink offering. And on the seventh day, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. Offerings at the Feast of Weeks. Also, that's verse 26. Also, on the day of the first fruits, when you bring a new grain offering to the Lord at your Feast of Weeks, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. You shall present a burnt offering as a sweet aroma to the Lord. Two young bulls, one ram, and seven lambs in, in their first year, with their grain offering of fine flour mixed with oil, three times of an offer for each bull, two times for the one ram, and one term for each of the seven lambs. Also, one kid of the goods to make atonement for you. Be sure they are without blemish. You shall present them with their drink offerings besides the regular burnt offering with his grain offering. Amen. And in all, be sure they are without blemish. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And again, hallelujah. This is one of the messages um, that made me tremble as I prepared. And this morning I say shalom to all of us. Peace, rest, Wholeness be your portion, even as you listen. And the choir led us to sing, Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's a song which doesn't matter where I am, I hear it, I have to dance. For you see, some years ago, and I usually also want to tell why it is that I must dance. Being in charge of a shop, in charge of the register, and all the monies that went in and out, and I had the key. And being called to an office, manager's office, and said, we've been losing money. It's added up to thousands of dollars. Dora, have you let anybody come to the register? I said, no. Have you given the key to anyone? The key is always on my wrist. Nobody goes near the money but me. I said, no. Never given it to anybody before. Well, if nobody has come to the register, nobody has come to the money, Pay your own mouth. And you have not given the key to anyone. And we are losing money. It stands to reason that you are the one who has taken the money. 
That was Friday. I went home, got my, my knees, and I said, God, I am not Joseph. Me, I won't go to any jail for something I have. You, my, my heart and you, you are laughing. <laughs> oh, God, me, I won't go to jail for something I have not done. So, Lord, have mercy. Exactly, that's what I said. Went back to work Saturday. Doors have closed at the end of the day. Something said, turn your head. That's something. The Holy Spirit. And I turned my head and I saw the one who's been taking the money. And the ways through which she was taking the money. Kept quiet. Sunday I went to church. I sang in the choir with her mother. I was in the same Sunday school class with her. I didn't say anything. Monday I went to work and I said, Madam Manager, it's your daughter who's been doing it and this and that and that. And she said, oh no, I think she may have returned to her drugs. Wednesday at work, somebody comes up to me and said, Dora, what have you done to so-so and so? I said, why? I haven't done anything to her. She said, I overheard her in the workers' room at the back of the shop telling people she was going to put cocaine in your bag and she was going to call police and tell them that you are dealing in drugs. I never prayed to God to look out for me that way, but God did. I didn't take my purse there the next day and I said, Lord, give me another job. Within the next day, I had a job. I escaped that. And you see, I ran. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And because I, I ran to the Lord, the one and only, the one and only true God, the God of Isaac, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the one who alone could save me. I ran to him and I asked, blessed be the name of the, the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and they are saved and I was saved. And that is how it has been. And that is what would elicit worship from me. And that is the one whom I worship is that God who holds everything together. In him I live, I move, I have my being. There's no one like him. He is God. And this morning, I want to tell you, I won't tell that just to say that a week ago today, that same God who asked me to turn my head many years ago, asked me to turn my head again. And I turned my head and I was delivered. I was delivered from a snake. So you see, why have I come to church this morning? And when I say you come to church, we use it in such a way that it is wrong. For you see, I am the church. You are the church. I come to church. I come to worship. I have come to worship. 
And today we are talking about who is, is it that we are worshipping. And worshipping is when we give adoration, when we give reverence, when we lift up and we pay homage to someone or something. When there is passion in our exhortation and there is passion in our hearts towards that thing. So that anything in our life that commands more loyalty and dedication and devotion than anything else. That is what we mean by worship. So what it is what I give, I give out. And the question this morning is, who are you worshiping? Who are you worshiping? Who or what are you worshiping? Are you worshiping this one God who holds everything together, who made the heavens and the earth, the one who is exalted above all, the one in whom we live, we move and have our being, the one who created the heavens and the earth, the one who spoke the universe into being, the one who knows the number of hairs on our head, the one who knows all the trillions of stars and calls them all by name, the one, the one who knows the end from the beginning, the one who's from everlasting to everlasting, the one who is a source of life, the one in whom we, we are, the one who holds everything together, the one, the one who is three in one, the one who has expressed himself as the spirit, the Holy Spirit, and the one who has revealed himself to us through his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the one who does not need anything but gives all. He is Abba, Father, source of everything of life and has the keys of life and death in his power. Who are we worshipping? Or are we worshipping something else? So this song is about, are you worshipping this God who created the universe? Or you are worshipping God who does not know anything? Truth doesn't come from his mouth and cannot hear anything and is not the true God. Hey! And it brings worship in you. It's supposed to make you be thinking. Hey! His word is fire. He made the heavens and the earth. And there must be a response. Hey, you are the only true God. And his word is fire. He made the universe. He gives life. He made earth. And his word is fire. Hurry up, Lord. Because my trust is in you. Hey. 
Some people wasted. Cannot speak. But you, you, forever God. You are as you are, don't change. Hey. Some people worship God without a name. Untruthful gods. Gods that cannot speak, cannot hear, cannot walk. Hey, but which one are you serving this morning? This morning, this God. Hey. 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 I will give all myself to you. And I'll trust you. And my allegiance will be towards you. We can go on and go on. The one true God, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who has revealed himself through Jesus Christ, our Lord. God, are you serving that God? Or are you serving a God? <laughs> are, you, are you serving a God? So, those on WMU, you know when I say, when you're writing about God and you use the small G, take time and use the capital G. Because when you use G, small G, you are talking about chopper, chopper. It means something. And in America, and this is not my own making, in America, they've come up with the 10 top gods in America. And this is, was posted August 18, 2018. So not too long ago. Number 10 was the past. People worship the past. People worship nature, number nine. People worship sex. It is their passion. It is their God. It is what they live for. It is what their time goes to. It is what their money goes to. Some worship authority. Some worship teams, sports. Some worship stuff. And some worship group, tribalism, being that my color and my color. And some worship money, number three. The state is number two, and self is number one. But you see, I bring in America because what happens in America trickles down here. And our children watch, and our children know. And in Ghana, and some, there was another list, and they've added guns. Gun is, why can't they, why can't they get rid of guns? in the country because they have a passion and a, a, a love for it and fame and celebrity and then cell phone social media some of us will go into shock 
And the heart blood pressure will go up if something happens to our phone, God forbid. But in Ghana, you can take some of those things. The sports. Oh, yes. I know you know by now I like Chelsea and all. But you see, if that takes over me, I have a problem. If it takes over me, I have a problem. Do you know that there is a church, and it's the church of Maradona, and they worship, they come to a place like this, and they gather all those who support him, Argentina. And his image is there. And they sing songs to him. And they lift him up. And their money is gold to the things of Maradona. And recently in Los Angeles, there was a worship service. And guess what? When you listen to the thing, you will hear Jesus being mentioned. You will hear God being mentioned. Even though they had pastors there and everything, it was Beyonce. And her music was what was sung, being sung there. And in Ghana, our gods can be culture, can be tradition, can be tribalism, can be football, can be funerals, can be prophets, can be pastors, can be your husband, can be your wife. So that somebody I know, you are a Christian, and they come to you, and they said, in order for your mother's spirit not to come and haunt the house, we have to sacrifice a chicken behind the house. Come. And I said, where are you going? She said, oh, you see, I must go because, because. Where is your allegiance? Where is your allegiance? Where is your loyalty? <laughs> Which God are you serving? And when we look at Jesus and the Samaritan woman, in verse 22, John chapter 4, verse 22, and Jesus talking to her said, you Samaritans, worship what you do not know. Hey, we worship what we do know. You Samaritans, you worship that which you do not know. So it is possible to worship a God you do not know. And you must today, we must make sure that we are worshiping the one true God. And Jesus could easily have asked the Samaritan woman, who are you worshiping? For you see, Samaritans did not have the full revelation of God. Thus, they could not worship God in spirit and in truth. So, Sunday school is important. Personal Bible study is important. So that you have the full revelation of God. For you see, the Samaritans, they did not agree to the prophet, the book of the prophets. They just had the Pentateuch. That is, the first five books of Moses, and that is where they stop. 
So all Jeremiah, Isaiah, and all them, Daniel, Ezekiel, and all the song of songs, and no, 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 no. But you see, in the prophets, it's revealed the sun. So if you do not look in there, how would you know the sun? How would you know the coming of the sun of the Messiah? And you see, the Samaritans were also adding into that whole mix idols and worshiping idols. And Jesus said, you Samaritans worship what you do not know. Do not know. Is it possible? Could it be that some of us come and we worship that which we do not know? Oh, are you worshiping that which you know? That which you know? <laughs> that which you know? Let's look at examples from scripture. We have the Nicolaitans. And this one is very scary. Revelation chapter 2 verse 6. Revelation chapter 2 verse 6 please. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans. And who is that man? You can see him in Acts chapter 6 verse 5. His name was Nicholas. And the church fathers tell us that he was one of those deacons that were chosen, the seven that were chosen. And we know Stephen was one, Philip was one, and there was Nicholas. But somewhere along the line, somewhere along the line, that he began, people began in the church, began to worship him. And he took a whole lot of people away. And the practices and the fornication and the adultery and the sexual immorality that he brought, that he brought, it is he who is being referred to there. What happened to this deacon? When they brought him, when they, 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 they chose him, well, there was something, man must have been something. Just like they say, Stephen was so good, so pure, so God-loving and wonderful. And Philip, and there was Nicholas. But what happened to, to Nicholas along the way? What happened to Nicholas along the way? And how come church members could go after Nicholas and start worshipping with Nicholas and start going off the path with Nicholas a deacon with Nicholas did they not know did they not know were they not aware they don't know who they were worshipping who are you worshipping can you be taken off easily by a prophet on TV so that you leave your things and go. Leave your husband and go. Then there's Paul of Athens. Acts chapter 17 verse 22. Acts chapter 17 verse 22. You know when Paul they healed somebody. They healed somebody. Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said. Men of Athens. I see in every way that you are, you are good, you are religious. Let's see. Anyway, they started to say that he was good and that they had healed people. And as a result, they were going to make him king. 
I'm not sure if I've got the. Oh, okay. Well, let me just say the uh, the reference. And they were going to make him king. I said, no, no. I'm only a man like you. You see, people are always ready to lift you up. People are always ready to exalt you. People are always ready to give you funds. People are always ready to put their cloth on the ground for you to walk on. If you do not take care. And they will say, come your show boy. I want to see you coming through my show boy. And if you let the Kwame Krumah show boy go into you, before you know it, you think you are a god yourself. Then you have Gideon in Judges, and that's one of the saddest stories. And we all know Gideon, how he fought for the Lord. And when the Lord came to him and he didn't believe in himself and God gave him strength and he went to battle and he was a judge for the people and they won all kinds of things. And then the people came to him and wanted him to be their king so they can lift him up, they can exalt him so that they can say that you are a king and give him the honor and give him all this. And Gideon said, it's okay. I won't take that. You give me your gold, though. He took all the gold that they gave, and he made an effort out of it. God, Gideon made the gold into an effort, which he placed in opera, his town. All Israel prostituted themselves by worshiping it there. And it became a snare to Gideon and his family. Because if you do not take care, something in your house, before you know it, it is being elevated into a God, and you are worshipping it, and your wife is worshipping it, or your husband is worshipping it, and your children are worshipping it. It. And verse 33. No sooner had Gideon died than the Israelites again prostituted themselves to the Baals. Because they've already started doing it. So does it matter? Does it matter who you are worshipping? Yes, it matters. Above all else, it matters. It means everything. And Isaiah chapter 42 verse 8. If this doesn't give you chills, I don't know what else would. If this doesn't stop you in the tracks, I don't know what else would. If you wouldn't listen to this, then I don't know what else you listen to. Please give me Isaiah 42 verse 8. I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. I am God, I will give you mercy. I will give you hope. I will give you love. I will be faithful to you. I will give you compassion. I'll be kind to you. I will give you all those things, but I will not. I will not share my glory with you. I will not share my glory with you. So the glory that should come to me, if you take it, I will not share that with you. It doesn't matter who you are. For God does not discriminate. Go and ask Moses. 
But go and ask him. No, no. I will not. I will not share my glory with anyone. I am the Lord God Almighty, creator of the heavens and the earth. I will not share my glory with you, Dora. I will not share my glory with you. I will not share my glory with you. I will not give my glory to another or my praise to idols. If you don't believe it, go and try it and see. Oh, Father, forgive me for daring them to go and do it. I hope you don't. Or Isaiah 48 verse 11, just in case you did not hear this. Just in case. For my own sake, for my own sake I do this. How can I let myself be defamed? I will not yield my glory to another. When you are driving and you get to a place and some, you yield, you let them pass before you. No, said me God, I will not. I will not yield my glory to anyone. So what glory should go to the Lord if you give it to your wife? You are in trouble. If it should go to the Lord and you give it to your husband, you are in trouble. If you give it to your pastor, you are in trouble. If you give it to the prophet, you are in trouble. He will not yield his glory to another. And so let's take a closer look. Romans chapter 1. Verse 21, 23. Romans 1, 23. For although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. So that worship is glorifying him, giving thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. And let's change the glory of immortal gods for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. So this is the two. Um, the immortal God, that's who we should be worshipping. So when they traded him for things made to look like mortal man, other people, Beyonce, Maradona, or who Messi, whoever, 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 whoever takes the place of God and birds and animals. And I know somebody witnessing to another person here in Ghana from India and came to a point and he said, I need to go and consult my gods first. Animals and reptiles and exchange the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man and birds and animals and reptiles. That is one and two. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshipped and served created things. We can never and should never serve created things. Whether it is form, whether it is man, another person, rather than the creator who is forever praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, this is, who can tell me what this is? Caution, 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 caution. 
you know, if you are sitting here and what I'm saying is just going past you when you can't be bothered, I am telling you this morning, this is caution. Wake up. Caution. There is danger ahead. There is danger ahead. Caution. 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 If up to now your work is your God, caution. If up to now your tradition is your God, caution. Caution. I said, caution. Wake up. Wake up. I had this danger. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. If you are holding some prophet, some pastor, as your all in all, who can tell you your future? I said, caution, wake up. Wake up. That person's word is all you live for. You hear it and you're running and you are falling down. You hear it and you call and you say, show me the way. Show me the way. When the Holy Spirit is with you and you have the Holy Spirit and you have God with you. I'm saying this morning to you, caution. I said, caution. Oh, but he's the only one who can tell me what man I'm going to marry. I'm telling you, caution. Hey, wake up. Caution. Danger ahead. A pit ahead. Dynamite uh, uh, um, hidden, hidden in the ground is there. Caution. We can all slip into worshiping a God other than the one true God. I like golf, and if I don't take care, I'll be watching so much of it, and you know golf can take a long time. So Lord, help me, help me. I want to remember, I want to remember, golf is not everything. God is not my life. Golf has not given me life. Golf has not died for me. Golf did not go to the cross for me. I do not live, eh, live because of golf or soccer. What the one through God is saying concerning worshiping him. Numbers chapter 28, and we read the whole thing. And we saw all kinds of sacrifices and things going on. But this is what we want to look at. From the reading, we saw <laughs> that the, the sacrifice was daily, daily, in the morning and the evening. Daily, daily. And it was weekly, weekly. <laughs> And it was monthly, monthly. It was yearly. So that it means that every moment, every day, every moment, every day. Who are you worshiping? We are worshiping the God who wants us to worship him daily, all the time. So the weekly, the references are there, 9 to 10. And the monthly, 11 to 15, yearly sacrifices. Passover and Pentecost, there's not a time that you do not worship. And so for us today, day and night, we offer prayer and praise to God. First Thessalonians chapter 5, 16 through 18. Be joyful always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. This is God's will for you. 
This is God's will for you. And the, pra- and the praise of our mouth giving thanks. So we are continually asked to pray, to praise. We do it formally with our quiet time. We do it formally, oh, um, as we are steady. But even as we are moving along, even as we are driving, even as we are selling, whatever it is we are doing, and in our spirit, we know we are serving the Lord, the Lord God Almighty. And we pray, we, we have silent prayers. In other words, he is in our forethought all the time. He's in our forethought all the time. And we praise him. And we praise him. See, when we offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. For you see, the animals that were brought, they were to be without a defect. They were to be without defect for a sacrifice. And today, because of Jesus Christ, we are offering our bodies as a living sacrifice. And so the way we keep our body so that it is without defect, and we bring it and we give it to him, and we say, here I am, Lord, even as I'm bringing my offering. And the bringing of the offering is to say that, Lord, I do not own the things you have given to me. You've given to me. I can bring them to you. And so in addition to our bodies, we dedicate to this one true God our properties and the fruit of our labor. For when you look at the uh, Numbers 28, 1 through uh, 31, it's about bringing the offering. And it says, to me, to me. So when you bring your offerings, on Sundays you bring your offering. It is not to the senior pastor you give it, but it is to God. And it is you making a statement to say, I know you have blessed me. And I'm bringing part of it to show you that it has no hold on me here yeah, but before I bring all that, I bring my body as a living sacrifice. And the way I serve people, the way I take care of myself, the way I love my wife, the way I love my husband, the way I bring up my children, the way I live as a single person. Oh, Father, thank you. And I bless your holy name. And it's a sweet aroma to you. Just like back in Numbers, they were sacrificing animals. Who are you worshiping, my friend? Are you worshiping the one true God? And then finally want to examine yourself. And let's put this on there. And I want you to read it. And it is, it is such a... Uh, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. That is talking to you. This scripture is talking to you. It's talking to me. Test yourselves. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Hey! You can fail the test. Yes, you can fail the... Let us stay there for a minute. You can fail the test if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For you see, Jesus Christ came to die on the cross. And he shed his blood. And his blood, because of his blood, I am cleansed. And because of his blood, there's forgiveness of my sins. And as a result of that, and I, because I believe, I have been made a member of his household. He has given me the right to become his child. And all the 
privileges that goes to being in his household is mine. You see, that is, that is my faith. So you fail the test first and foremost if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior. For Jesus came to take us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He came to give us life so we have life abundantly. He came to give us eternal life so that, so that we will not be remain dead in our sins and be with Satan. You will fail the test if you do not know him. You can also fail the test if you have let, you know him, but you have let him go into the background and you have made your job, your job, your job, your God, and you have made sex to be your God, and so you are always sitting looking at pornography. That has become your God, and you satisfy yourself that way, and your passions are there, and you give everything to it, and you do not love your wife the way you should, and you do not do uh, make love to her the way you should, because of Pornography, it has become your all. You eat it, you drink it, you live it. You will fail the test. Oh, but thanks be to God who is always ready to forgive when we come and we ask for forgiveness. This morning, it is imperative that you know who you are worshiping. Tomorrow is not promised to you, and you will have to give an account. I will have to give an account one day. And so, we want to exalt him. And let this be our prayer. This song be our prayer. It is from Psalm 97 verse 9. For you, O Lord, are the most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. All gods. All gods. Let this be our prayer. Let it sink into your spirit. You must live here not the same. This is our closing prayer. I'm jealous for everyone to worship the true God. It is imperative. You have, you have no choice. Today must begin a new day for you, for me. And you exalt him wherever, however. Him and no one else. Not a wife, not a husband, not your money. Not sex, not your stomach, not your tradition, not your tribe, not your cell phone. You see your cell phone last thing, first thing, you touch it. Oh Lord, exalted above the heavens. If you can to worship, oh Father. God of rivers, God of reptiles, animals, stars, moon. 
Hey! Hey! Over! Socrates! Hey! Let them all fall beside us! And let us rise up to our rightful positions to worship the one true God. from your spirits all within you. It won't stop when the day is over. This morning is over. When you go home. In your bedroom. Oh, Father, we worship you. You and you alone because you know me. You have fashioned me. You have died for me. Oh. And so are Oh. For thou. For thou, oh God. So me, I do not care about any God. For thou, my Lord, thou art above every gods, every stone, those gods, stones, tradition, tribalism. Oh, I've heard a church say they are the best church in, in the whole of Ghana, and they were talking about their building. It is not the people who are beautiful. They worship their building. May we never worship our building. It is the people, my friend, my time would be worthwhile if you would exalt and worship the only one true God now and forever. Let us pray. Oh, mighty God, to you be the praise, to you be the glory. Hey, you, hey, hey, you will not, you will not. You said you will not, you will not share your glory with anyone. Father, forgive us if we've been sharing you with other things and other people. Forgive us. Father, we do not want to be the same. Yes, we want to be the most beautiful people around. Not, not, not our building, not this mighty edifice we are in. Oh, but we, the, that real temple is us. Oh, Lord. And we want to exalt you. And we want to lift you high. 
And we want to worship you. And we want to do it in such a way our children will see. And they will also learn how to worship you. Father, it matters. It matters. It matters who we are worshiping. Help us, I pray. And I thank you for all that you have done. What you are doing and what you will do. You are God. You are God. We thank you. We bless your holy name in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen.